this is Lara Croft from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 128 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and today little Dennis the co-host is with us <laughs> he's, he's joined by me Lara Croft today so if you're watching on the video at youtube.com slash sophiedawson you can see me as little Lara Croft is because today's topic is going to be all about video games. I'm going to talk about just basically loads of stuff to do with video games, really. I thought it'd be quite a nice little playful episode. So, <laughs> little Dennis getting straight into it. He, he's, he's no mess in ears these days. Little Dennis. Oh, <laughs> little Dennis and Kitty doing the little kisses. So, this one today... Oh, it was, it was cool. Yesterday, I went out cosplaying Lara Croft and took a load of photos and it was so much fun it's probably the most fun I've ever had creating photos so it's so much fun and I thought well why don't I make the podcast be about video games because it's quite fun really so what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to talk about my favourite my video game favourites I'm going to talk about my favourite games systems characters stories Memories and arcades. So, if you've been listening to the podcast for quite a while, you'll know that I've got I've been having like a addiction to video games. I feel like I've gotten over that, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. So, for the moment, I've got two hours of video games on a Saturday, and that works quite nicely. But in the old days, from, since about the age of five, maybe something like that, in in about 1985, something like that, right up to, well, about th- five years ago. So it was like about 30 years, 25 to 30 years of addiction to video games. They were my way of escaping reality, really, I suppose, and like, all the anxiety and stuff. But the thing is, I love video games. So this episode is a little bit about art, really, because what I've noticed is, a lot of the characters that I draw, they're they're themed around video games. And whenever I do something like Inktober, I always end up drawing little video game characters and stuff. So in a weird way, this is kind of inspiration for drawings, I think. So let's start right at the start. I'll start with some memories. <laughs> some little memories. My first memory is of the first game I ever remember playing was the original Dizzy. Dizzy was a little egg. He was on the Spectrum, Commodore 64, the Amstrad, and a few others. But I saw him for the first time around my, my dad's brother's house. And I couldn't believe it. I At this point, I'd never seen video games before. And the fact that you could control a little character on the screen and take them on a little adventure... It, it fascinated me, and I just I remember saying, oh, I really want to play these video games. So I must have pestered my dad. And in the end, me and my sister, we got a Commodore 64. So my first ever memory, the first game I ever remember buying with my own money, was actually Magic Land Dizzy. No, it wasn't. It was Treasure Island Dizzy. So that was like the sequel to this original Dizzy game. But that Dizzy game, the Treasure Island Dizzy, it was so hard... I was stuck on the first screen for weeks until finally Zap64, which was a Commodore 64 magazine, 
they had like a little hand-drawn map of the levels so I could I finally could get past that first screen <laughs> but this is what it was like in the old days you didn't have the internet on I think so if you got stuck back then and you didn't know anyone at school who had the game you pretty you pretty much were stuck really so in a well in a weird way that was actually better I think because it, it meant that you had to solve the problem whereas nowadays if you get stuck it's it's too easy to just go onto YouTube or something and watch it so I feel like gamers in the old days we were a lot more well I would say we were, we were yeah we were just ha we were forced to basically problem solve so I feel like that that's why a lot of those games were hard as well a lot of the older games were a lot harder than the games nowadays but the thing is you look back now and you realize those games in the old days they were only about two hours long they were tiny little games but they lasted for months and years because it, they were so hard and stuff whereas nowadays the games are like a hundred hours long I would say they're too long but they're like a hundred hours long but they're a lot easier so I, I do prefer the way it used to be really because I like little games I still to this day I prefer playing little games I think a little game like a two to five hour game with a really beautiful story and characters and a world to explore it's much better than like a hundred hour game where all you're doing is the same thing over and over but the thing is some of my favorite games they are the games which are like over a hundred hours and stuff like the like final fantasy final fantasy 7 final fantasy 10 final fantasy 13 that was my favorite final fantasy 13 i put over 100 hours into that <laughs> that was one of my favourite I'll talk about that in a minute some of my other favourite memories are this is my other one it was f my first game I ever finished was Magic Land Dizzy also on the Commodore 64 so my three favourite memories are all about this Dizzy game which was in my childhood and I feel like if if I what it was was this little Dizzy he was a character and I feel like he was the first character I ever fell in love with and it was the character that got me into the story got me into the game yeah so in, in a way I, I look back and I think that character is it shows how important characters are it goes into another thing in a minute later on with one of my, my other favorite games Persona 4 Golden that's all about the characters so I feel like characters are key and when I look at, because I've been thinking about my favourite games and stuff, I've noticed they're all about characters. And I think this is why I can't, I don't want to stop playing video games. So I'm still, because what I try to do is I try to stop playing them forever. But I can't, because I think these characters are really important. I think if you're putting yourself in, in a world with these characters, it's, it's like an inspiration thing. So that's some of my favourite little memories. I'm going to talk about the arcades now, I think. Yeah, yeah. so again, back in the 80s and early 90s, it was all about the arcades, which I think was the best thing, because it meant when you went out to the arcades, you were really excited, because you didn't know what games they were going to have. The graphics in the arcades were hundreds times better than what you had at home, whereas nowadays it's the other way around. The graphics at home are so much better. So I think that's what killed the arcades, really is that you didn't need them anymore. It's such a shame, though, because it, 
it was so fun and exciting going down to the arcades. So some of my favourite arcade memories, <laughs> this is a funny one. My, my first little memory of the arcade, well the first game I ever remember playing in the arcade was Super Mario Brothers. It was a bit weird, I didn't, I didn't even know that was in the arcades. But I remember we went to, I think where was it? We went to Gun, where's it? What's that? Guernsey, Jersey or Guernsey? This little island, and they had an arcade there. I remember we went to some sort of cabaret night. They had a little arcade, one little cabinet with this Super Mario on it. I, I just thought that was brilliant, but I've I'd never played Mario before that. <laughs> it's quite cool. But my fa my favourite memory of these arcades. Well, two of them are racing games. I love racing games. My first memory is of the original pole position. And I remember, whenever we went to Traeger Mills, which is this little shop, well, it's a big, big shop in Liscard and just around here. <laughs> There's this big, massive shop. As you walked in the entrance, they had this pole position with a steering wheel. I always used to sit there and pretend I was racing. I, I never, I don't think I ever got to play that game, which was a shame. But I just used to sit there and pretend I was driving, which is cool. But I loved that. My other little memory is all about the fun fairs. Again, these arcades, they've got like memories with them. The Sound of Space Harrier. It goes like, was it? Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. <laughs> but it's the way it went, ah, oh, this is funny. In the old days, they used to try to do voices. And what it'd be like, it would go like, um, <laughs> and that was supposed to be voices, and you was amazed. Again, it blew you, it blew you away that they had voices, but all it was was <laughs> like, like nowadays, everyone would laugh at that, I think. But the sound of that space harrier that is just like proper nostalgia to me, it's, it's proper memories. I love that, and I loved playing that game as well. Because when you played that game, it was in one of these things that moved about. I used to love those as well, the the ones that moved about. Because you had like little bicycles you could sit on and stuff. But my favourite arcade memory is the original Ridge Racer down in Lou. Again, little memory of my childhood. In Lou, they used to have this big arcade, and they had this Ridge Racer in there couldn't believe it the first time I ever sat there because you had a wheel seat and pedals and everything and I was just I couldn't believe it the music was blaring out it was like beautiful tr trancey dance music the graphics at the time was amazing but it just it, it was like it was fantastic the handling was perfect for an arcade racer and then what happened was the Christmas after that I actually got a PS1 for Christmas with the Ridge Racer, which uh, oh, I couldn't believe that. There's like the happiest day of my life that. I actually started crying when I got that. I couldn't believe it. Because I didn't even know I was going to get that. That was amazing. But again, once you had it at home, did you really need to go to the arcades? But the thing is, I, I miss the arcades. I miss them. Because it was more of an experience. Yeah, it was way more of an experience. That's a shame, really. But that's all about the arcades. <laughs> what else are oh, my little systems? So I'm going to go through all the systems and pick my favourite memory from each. So the first system we had was the Commodore 64. 
my favouritest memory really is me and my sister, because me and my sister used to play together, and we had we had little joy joysticks. Oh, brilliant! Little joysticks, or we had to share the keyboard and stuff. But that was so cool. Yeah, me and my sister used to have lots of fun there. So that's my main memory of that. It brought me and my sisters together. But it also, <laughs> it kind of created little fights as well. Because I always wanted to play on the Commodore. So I think what probably happened was I pushed her away. The thing is though, that's cool. She still plays video games. I like that. So we both grew up. We're both adults. But we're still playing these little games and stuff. And was it a couple of years ago? She came round for Christmas. And we played on the... Because I had a PS4 at Christmas, just before I got rid of it. We played this cooking... What's it called? Overcooked. It was amazing. We had so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. So again, I f- it just felt... That felt like we went back in time to children again. <laughs> oh, I loved that. That's my favourite memory of the Commodore, is, is how, how it brought me and my sister together and stuff. I loved that. My favourite game on the si- Commodore 64... It's got to be the Dizzy game, Magic Land Dizzy, because it's the, ah, oh, yeah, I thought, that was the first game I ever finished, Magic Land Dizzy. This is one of my favourite memories. What happened was, I completed the the game, Magic Land Dizzy, and what happened was, because you didn't have any save games or anything, this is the thing, back in the old days, you had to complete the game from start to finish without any saves or anything. So imagine that, you get right to the end, and you get beat by the last boss. <laughs> you got to do the whole thing again. Whereas again, nowadays, you get beat, you just you just restart where you got killed sort of thing. So there's lots of things that made those made it a lot more harder, but I would say rewarding. But this thing we did, this Magic Land Izzy, I completed the game. I was so proud of myself, because what happened was, when you completed it, it had like a little screen... With all the Dizzy characters, really cool music playing. And it said, like, congratulations. And the thing is, I kept it on all night. <laughs> yeah, my mum didn't know. What I did was, I went to bed. I left the TV and the Commodore 64 on. So that when I woke up, it still had the screen on. Because <laughs> oh, we didn't have cameras or nothing. Because, like, nowadays, you would take a photo of that. As, as, like, a memory or something. But we didn't have none of that. So... But then when I come home from school, my mum had turned the TV off, which I had to, had to do it all again. <laughs> but that was the first game I ever finished that. The next system after Commodore 64, what did we get? Oh, we went to the Master System. I went to the Master System. My sister went to the NES. Yeah, that was cool as well. So she, she went off on the Nintendo, and I was on the Sega. I kind of hated... Growing up, I hated Nintendo, because it was very... It was very much a Nintendo, you were either Sega or Nintendo. And in, in the UK, in England, pretty much most people were were Sega. But I just thought, how could you like Sonic? How could you like Mario over Sonic? Because as a child, Sonic is so much cooler. And he's just got, he had so much coolness about him. Whereas Mario was just like a fat bloke. <laughs> so, so again, it goes back to the characters. It was the... I think, looking back now, Mario is a much better game. But the thing is, again, the character, Sonic, it got me into the game. So it made the game better because of the character. If you could put, so- Imagine if you could put Sonic into Mario. Huh. 
Or Mario into Sonic. That wouldn't work. Sonic in a Mario would be quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. But my sister, she was into this... We, oh, she was loving that Zelda. The original Zelda. She had the little gold cartridge and stuff. So that was cool. I, I had that NES. She gave it to me. And then I had I kept that NES until about f- 10 years ago or something. So I, I kept that for ages. And it still had a little game save on it. I should have kept that. But after that, I went... Because I wanted a Mega Drive for ages. So I had a little Master System. My cousin... He had a Mega Drive, and every time I went to London, we'd play on this Mega Drive. I always wanted this Mega Drive. It took me about, well, I think it was about a year or two before Dad finally got me a Mega Drive. I couldn't believe that. My favourite memory on the Mega Drive is Super Monaco GP, Ayrton Senna's one. I loved that, which is weird, because I was playing that game... Before I even got into Formula 1. And the thing is, Ayrton Senna, he died in 1994, which was my first ever Formula 1 race. And I've become a massive Formula 1 fan because of Ayrton Senna. But I was actually playing his game before I even like found out about it. That's quite weird, that. Another favourite memory of the Mega Drive is Virtual Racing. Look back at that now and it looks it looks horrible, really. At the time, it was amazing. And it was the first racing game where you could actually turn around and drive the the track the wrong way. <laughs> so that's what I used to do, drive and you crash into things and stuff. That was cool as well. Sonic. I love Sonic. If, I haven't got many memories of that Mega Drive. Most of my memories are with my cousin, who used to play FIFA. Micro Machines. He had, he had a Micro Machines. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he actually got me into FIFA, playing FIFA, because I, I would never have got into FIFA, I don't think, but he used to love that. And then after that, well, I got a SNES, I had a SNES for about two weeks, I, I bought it off someone at, at school, and it blew up. <laughs> so I played Super Mario World for about two weeks before it stopped working. Oh, I remember that, I went in town, I was so excited, I actually bought F-Zero on the SNES, before I even got the SNES, because this this bloke this boy at school, he said he was going to give me the SNES, but I had to wait a week or something. So I actually went and started buying SNES games. It must have been longer than two weeks, because I remember playing F Zero. I remember playing this F One game called F One Rock. You had to get like a a converter, because <laughs> it was an American game. So you had to get converted for that. I think that's what blew up me in SNES, really. Yeah, after, after that, it stopped working. So it's probably that converter that broke it. Yeah, because I think in America, they have a different signal or something on the TVs back in the old days. I loved that thing, though. I, I think, looking back, I would say the SNES was actually more impressive than the Mega Drive, I think. But after that, I, got, I went into the the PlayStation... I love that thing. So many fun memories on that. Until a few years ago, the the PS1 was my all-time favourite console. Because there's just so many games, including <laughs> Lara Croft. Pew, 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 pew. Little Lara Croft. Hey, look at that. I didn't, I didn't know it done that. The gun actually moves. <laughs> but I remember, I've got so many memories of that. 
PlayStation, PS1, Final Fantasy 7, me and I got I got friends with somebody at college over that game. And that's when I realised that video games could connect you with people outside of like your family or something. Because I was very shy and lots of social anxiety and stuff. But playing this Final Fantasy, it allowed me, it gave me something to be able to connect with somebody else. Which was the first time ever, really, that I connected with somebody else. Which was, that was I loved that. It was quite a powerful moment, I think. And that made the game even more fun. Because you'd go home, you'd spend like 10, 20 hours on the weekend playing this Final Fantasy. You'd go back to college and you'd, you'd talk about stuff. Because the internet was only just coming out there. So it was like we were finding out secrets together. And he'd say stuff like, oh, have you been down this little path here? There's a thing down there. And I'd go home and do it. And we'd talk about how we were fighting these monsters and stuff. That was cool. Lots of fun memories on that one. One of my favourite memories on that is, well, the PS1 is all about Ridge Racer. I love that game. Destruction Derby. Tomb Raider. Proper Rapper. Final Fantasy VII. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. My all-time favourite game, that is. In On the PS3, I put over 250 hours on that, that game. Gran Turismo 5. <laughs> that's, that's my most played game ever. Gran Turismo. And it all started on the PS1. That's what I'm saying. The PS1, it launched so many beautiful games that are still, still going to this day, really. I feel like that's probably the most important system, maybe. After the PS1, I went over to the PS2. I wasn't very happy with that. I, I remember feeling quite disappointed. I had SSX and MotoGP. And I just remember thinking, this isn't as this isn't much better than huh, the PS1, really. And then what happened was, I saw a video on, probably on the internet or something, about this Xbox, and it had this Rally Sport Challenge game. And it looked... It looked twice as better as this PS2 so what I did was I actually jumped ship over to the Xbox so I was in the PS2 for about maybe six months and then I went on to the Xbox so I went from the Xbox to the Xbox 360 so I kind of missed the PS2 completely and then I jumped back to the PS3 when Gran Turismo came out I remember getting Gran Turismo 5 so I had Gran Turismo 5 on the PS2. So I must have played the PS2 for about a year, maybe. Just after Gran Turismo came out, I, I got rid of it. Because this Rally Sport looks so much better. And I would say that the, the Xbox was... It was a lot better than the PS2. Especially when I jumped onto it. But when I went back years later, the PS2 evolved so much more over its lifetime than the Xbox which was quite impressive, actually, because by the end of the PS2, it was almost as good as the Xbox, whereas at the start, it was nowhere near it. Whereas the Xbox, it didn't really evolve much. It it, it got a little bit better, but it was already so good, I suppose. It, it couldn't go that much better, but also the PS2 was so hard to program for, apparently. So they probably had to put their out... They probably had to really work to get it... to get what they wanted, sort of thing. Went to the PS2... Xbox, Xbox 360. I loved that 360. Well, on the original Xbox, that was the first system I ever went online with. No, it wasn't. I went online with a Dreamcast because my 
my little brother, I had a little brother <laughs> back in the 90s for a few years because my dad had this girlfriend and he, he had a little, he had a Dreamcast. So I actually, he let me borrow that and I, I played Choo Choo Rocket. So that was the first game I ever played online was Choo Choo Rocket on the Dreamcast. But I always remember thinking this Dreamcast is rubbish because it had, it had terrible draw distance. Yeah, it was like, I remember playing Sega Rally and everything was, it was loads of popping and there's like fog and everything was foggy because they couldn't render the distance. So I thought, well, I ain't getting that. But then again, years later, I went back and got a Dreamcast and I fell in love with Shenmue. I fell in, I loved that game, Shenmue. It was amazing. And I also went back to Sega Saturn because again, what happened was my sister's boyfriend... He had a Sega Saturn when I had a PS1 and I compared side by side Destruction Derby and what happened was on the Sega Saturn it's almost like it couldn't render smoke. So on Dream on the PS1 the smoke on this Destruction Derby was amazing. It was really realistic. But on the, on the Sega Saturn the smoke looked like cartoon smoke. <laughs> and I, I remember like laughing at it and again I thought well I ain't getting the Sega Saturn. And then I went back years later, and what was it I liked on that? Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, I liked Panzer Dragoon on the Saturn. Sega Rally was fun, actually. So even though it didn't look very good, it was very fun. But really, the Saturn, I never got into that that much. Or the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was all about Shenmue for me. Oh, and Space Channel 5 as well. I loved that game. So what happened was, I got into the Xbox 360. Well, on the Xbox One, that was when I first got online properly. And I, I remember playing this game called Ghost Recon. Because we got into an Xbox Live clan. So we'd play all these gamers across the world. Ah, oh, that was amazing. Yeah, we got really good at that as well. We had we had proper systems. So what you do is, we would start the, start the match. It would be like, say... I don't know, 6 versus 6 or something. 8 versus 8, I think, was the max. And what we do is we'll say, right, you go over there, you go over here. And we'd all sort of split off, but we'd all be working together. And you had, you had these little headsets on. So it felt like you were, talk, you were playing with everyone else. It was ama- That was so amazing. Yeah, and then that followed on into the Xbox 360. But the 360 lost its way, really, for me. Yeah, when around about the time they started putting loads of adverts on the dashboard, <clears throat> and what was it that connect? Yeah, so that's basically when I jumped over to the PS3 because Gran Turismo just came out as well. So I basically dropped the Xbox. I haven't got the next Xboxes after that, but with the PS3, I went f- to the PS3. I fell in love with that thing. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I still think the PS1 was probably better overall, but then the best system ever came out, which was the PlayStation Vita. I've st- that's the only system I've got now. And the thing I love about that is it looks beautiful. The graphics are beautiful. It's got loads of games on it. You've got big, big proper games if you want, like Final Fantasies and stuff like that, Ridge Racers. But you've also got these tiny little games that you can just play for five minutes and stuff like that. And because it's a little handheld, you can t- you can turn it on, jump straight into the game, 
play it for an hour, turn it off. And then a week later, turn it on, you're straight back in where you left off. Which is what I do. I play, at the moment I've been playing Motish Storm. I've, I've, I've just got a platinum on that, which is my first platinum trophy of the year. He, it's quite cool. But what, what I do is I play it for two hours on a Saturday. I, I then turn it off. The next Saturday I turn it on and I'm straight back where I left off. Which I think is amazing. But that system is my all-time favourite. And my favourite game on there is actually Ridge Racer. Which is weird because everybody said that Ridge Racer was rubbish. It's weird. Everyone said it was rubbish. But it's amazing. I've I got a platinum on that as well. And a platinum means you've completely completed the game. You've completed you completed everything to do with it. And I, I just put so many hours into that game. But the thing with that game was it looked beautiful. The handling was amazing. I would say perfect for a Ridge Racer. The music was amazing. And it, it adds all the classic tunes from the, the, the old Ridge Racers and stuff. Looked amazing. Played amazing. Sounded amazing. For me, that game is perfect. I would, I'd give it a 10 out of 10, I think. And then the Ridge Racer on the PS3, I don't think was as good. And then, well, Ridge Racer's kind of died off, which is a bit weird. Yeah, that's, my, that's one of my favourite. My two favourite series are Ridge Racer and Gran Turismo. Which is weird, because they're not, they're not to do with characters. But I, I noticed something. I was thinking a lot, and I was thinking, there's three things about video games that I love. One is the characters, one is the story, and the other one is just like the experience of being able to do things that you can't do. Like race a car around the racetrack, super fast and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, with the, and then I went on to the PS4 as well. But I got the PS4 a lot later after it came out, because what happened was I started drawing in 2013. Yeah. I started drawing just around the time that the PS4 came out, so I didn't get it for about four years, I think, something like that. And then when I got it, it was amazing. That PS4 is really good. Yeah, it's probably too good, because <laughs> it's really addictive. And they've got the thing with the Vita, where you can just jump in and out. Yeah, I'd, I would like to get another PS4, but I don't trust myself at the minute. And also, I don't need it, because the Vita's just... The Vita is satisfying my needs, really. I want to talk about some of the stories and characters. I'm going to list the characters I've got here. So, some of my favourite characters are Dizzy, the original Dizzy. He was a little egg with boxing gloves. Sonic the Hedgehog. I love Sonic. Lara Croft. <laughs> She's my favourite. Well, is she my favourite? She might be. She might be. Parappa the Rapper. I love that guy. I love... The thing I love about Prapper is he's he, all these little friends as well. Like Sunny Funny. Yeah, Master Onion. That game is full of characters. Like the little it's like a little universe. That, that's what I love about video games. It's like you're going into a little universe. It's quite cool. <laughs> Some of my other favourites are Hitomi from the Dead or Alive. I love Hitomi. Yuna from Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X. Benil from Final Fantasy Thirteen, Yoshi, <laughs> little Yoshi. Whenever I play Super Mario Kart, I'm always Yoshi. Yoshi's the best. In fact, I don't ever play anyone else. 
the only reason I ever play anyone else is if it's to unlock something. Oh yeah, because I also had a Wii. I also had a Nintendo Wii, a DS, a 3DS, and a Wii U. Yeah, but again, I got those after they came out. It was almost like I got them just to experience them. What would I say about those? Well, the, the DS was amazing. We used to play, what was it called? Yeah, Super Mario Kart. <laughs> Super Mario Kart and Bomberman. At work, what happened was, every hour at work, you had a 10 minute break because we were on, on the computers typing. And what would happen is, every 10 minutes, every hour for 10 minutes, we'd all get our DSs out, eight of us, playing this Mario Kart. It was amazing. And then at lunchtime, when it was a bit longer, we'd play Bomberman. Again, memories on that thing is amazing. Over the Christmas, because we worked at Royal Mail, over the Christmas, sometimes it would get there would be no mail. You'd have like the whole night we would go to work to play video games. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, some really good memories there I think. I think the the dream the DS is, is a better system if you've got friends. The Vita is a bit better system if you're if you haven't got any friends. <laughs> That's probably why I like it I think. Also, the D- the the Vita is all about online as well, because all the games are online and stuff, which is cool. So these characters, well, my all-time favourite character, who I left I left the best till last, is Chie, from Persona Four Golden. Persona Four, that's my that's my all-time favourite game. It's not my favourite game. My favourite game is Gran Turismo, but the most important game I've ever played is this Persona 4 Golden because it changed my life. In 2012, I played this Persona 4 Golden which was a game all about all these little characters who had these shadows, basically. It's all about they had to face their true self. Yeah, they had to face their shadow self, face their fears to become their true self, accept themselves for who they were. Which was what what I was going through with this being transgender. So what happened was, all of a sudden, this game, it wasn't just a game, it, it was like helping me, mentally. And then what happened was, when I completed it, I completed it Christmas 2012. I got this massive urge to, to start drawing. I don't know why, I just wanted to draw these characters. And it was Chie. Because Chie's got... Chia's got so much about her. She's just a, a normal girl, but she's got so much style and attitude about her. I fell in love with Chie. I feel like she gave me a lot of power, actually, Chie. But what I love about Chie is she she came across as very sort of boisterous and aggressive, but her shadow self, what what she had to deal with was like it, this all this um aggressiveness it was sort of a facade yeah she was hiding she she wouldn't she wouldn't let herself be vulnerable that that's what she had to face she had to her shadow was all about accepting that she didn't have to be this aggressive self but the the fun thing is she had a friend called Yukiko and this little Yukiko was she was like a very ladylike little character very shy her shadow self was she had she had to believe in herself to sort of express herself and have confidence and self-assertiveness. So what they did was, this is why this game is amazing, because it actually goes into philosophy and stuff. It's talking about 
I think he's called Carl Young. <laughs> yeah, little Carl Young. But he talks about the mind and stuff. This game was talking all about that stuff. The shadow, the persona, the Atmos or something. Yeah. But what, happened, what I noticed was these two characters, they actually flipped. So you had Yukiko, who was super shy. You had Chie, who was super aggressive, like, yeah, boisterous. They were the best friends. But what happened was their shadow self was the complete opposite of who they were. So what happened was it's almost like Chie was friends with Yukiko because there was part of Chie that wanted to be Yukiko. And Yukiko was friends with Chie because there was part of her that wanted to be Chie. So in a weird way, this is why this game is amazing. It's all about friendship. Because these two became friends. They both helped each other accept themselves. So what, what ends up happening is they both become sort of the same. They both, end, they both ended up being able to be shy and aggressive if they needed to. Yeah. But this is why that game's amazing. You you had like about six characters or something. And it, they all helped each other. It was amazing. It's a beautiful game, that. I think if I could... If somebody said said to me... Yeah, I would love to have my mind wiped. And replay that game. Because that's how good it is, I think. And basically, I think that might be it. All I wanted to say was, ah, stories. Little stories. Some of my favourite stories. Heavy Rain on the PS3. Beyond Two Souls on the PS3. Um, Detroit. Would I say Detroit? No, I don't think I would. Heavy Rain was amazing. Yeah, Heavy Rain is probably my favourite story, I think. What else have I liked? What was that game? What was that game called? Heavenly Sword. I like that one. <laughs> Did you hear that little burp? I think Heavenly Sword. She would be a good character to cosplay. I think <laughs> she had a big sword as well. She was like a a female version of God of War, the bloke from God of War. I love that game. Yeah, again, characters. It's always about the characters. Yeah. That's basically it, I think. I think the main thing I've, I wanted to say was like how, how powerful characters and stories are. Because I think if you're not into video games, you're probably into something else. And, and if you look into it, the, the reason you're into it is because of the story. And then the reason you're into the story, if the only reason you connect with a story is because of the characters. Yeah. So if you've got a, a beautiful story... But the characters are not believable, or you don't like the characters. It doesn't matter how good the story is. No, yeah. So I would say, the, but then you could have these amazing characters, but the story could be rubbish. But you would love the characters so much that you would keep playing. I've had many games like that. What else? Ah, oh, I've got another game here. Yeah, what's that game called? What was that game called? Oh, No More Heroes. I love that. I had that on the PS3. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There's so many good games out there. There's so many good games. They're all about stories, though. And characters. 
Yeah, so I feel like characters are key. Yeah, characters are key, I think. Boing! <laughs> Little Dennis, he's, he's decided it's time for this. Ah, oh, li- listen to this week's inspirational quote. Little Kitty's going back in her little house, I think. Little Kitty is in her house. This week's inspirational quote is beautiful. But you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com. Oh, I should have I should have dressed little Dennis up. We could have dressed him up as like a little Lara, little Lara Croft. <laughs> I think he might like that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress him up. I think I'll try to do something for next week. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. You can find show notes at sophielawson.com. You can find videos at youtube.com/slash sophielawson. And all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote. And it goes to Lara Croft. It goes to me. It says, Not all those who wander are lost. How cool is that? That's really powerful, that. Yeah, I like that. It's almost like exploring is the key to life. Yeah. Life is all about exploring. Yeah, because if you think about it, really, none of us really know what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, none of us know what we're doing, really. We think we do, but we don't. So in in a weird way, all of us are just wandering through this life. But we're not lost, because we sort of know where we're going. Yeah, we sort of know where we're going. A little bit, I suppose. (laughs) Not all those who wander are lost. Little Lara Croft. I like that. I'm gonna kill Dennis. I'm gonna kill Dennis then. I'm gonna shoot little Dennis. Little Dennis! He's dead. He's not. Yes, he is. He's not. He's, he's dead now. He's getting up. Ah, oh, this was funny. Yesterday, I was cosplaying as Lara Croft. So I'm, I'm standing around in the middle of like a foresty thing and on the beach. I was on the beach with these guns out. I had my little guns out. And what happened was these ducks started flying across the sky. Were they ducks? I think they were ducks. Something like that. Did ducks fly? <laughs> well, they were either ducks or geese or something. But you had loads of them flying across the sky. What I started doing was I started shooting them with my guns. And then I thought, duck hunt. There's an old game on, on the NES called Duck Hunt. So I was kind of like playing a real life duck hunt. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. 